Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your love, your goodness in each one of our lives. And right now, as we come into your word, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human understanding, but in demonstration of your spirit and power and the faith of your people will rest in you and your power. Open everybody's spiritual eyes, their ayin, that they may receive revelation from you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, for ayin, yeah, we are, the Lord has wonderfully brought us to uh, discover, to learn about the Hebrew alphabets. And in those Hebrew alphabets, there's so much revelation of who our God is, how our Jehovah is. And the same God of the Jews is the same God of the new creation, the Gentiles who are now new creation in Christ. So today we don't see that we are just having a religion, but we have a very powerful God, just as the whole world sees that the God of the Jews is very powerful. Today, may the God of the church, of the people who have been born again, the new creations, is the same God. And through the Hebrew alphabets, he's showing to us who he is, the spiritual world that he belonged to, and how Jesus came to us from the spiritual world to this natural world to bring us to his world. When he came, Jesus said he came to show us the kingdom of God. So there are two kingdoms in this whole universe, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world that is fallen, the spiritual world and the natural world. And today he has reconciled us back to him that even though we are basically living in this earth in human body, our spirit man were born again. Our spirit, we are all tripartite being, spirit, soul, and body. And the part of you that became born again into the spiritual world, that received a new spirit where you can now communicate with God, where your spiritual eyes are open, that is your spirit man. And this is the session that we call developing the hidden man of the heart, which people don't see because we only see our physical body and we only see and we only think with our soul, our intellect, our real mind and emotions. But the hidden part that is our spirit is unseen to the physical senses. But that is the real you, that spirit man. And God is a spirit. And therefore, we can, he will only communicate to us, to our spirit. And how does he communicate? Through his word and through the Holy Spirit. Again, today we're going to discover even more in depth into the next letter. And this letter, in the beginning when I looked into it, I was like, what? What is the deeper, deep revelation from this letter? And you will see today how beautiful, where God is leading us and actually how the 22 alphabets have got different levels and the one uh, from the beginning until the, we are reaching almost the, uh, today is which letter? Okay, the 
the 19th already, altogether 22. Bringing us into different levels with God. So let's look at today's letter. It's the letter cool. All right. So the spelling in our English spelling or Romanized letter spelling, there are a few uh, different spellings. So, okay. So this one is Q O F. It also can be uh, K K U uh, F. Correct. But this is how it looks like in the cursive. Right. So the letter Kuf. So sometimes it's also spelled as K U F. The letter Q, so I'll give you a little uh, basic explanation for us, and then we go into the deeper revelation. Because we are not learning, as I've been saying all the way, we are not learning A, B, C, D, E, F, G, <laughs> or another language. Just to know A stands for apple, B stands for, what is that, uh? banana, is it? And then so it is not, okay, A is Aleph, and then it's God, and then B is a uh, bed, it's a ten. It's much, 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 much more than that. In fact, through eternity, we will probably still have not grasped the spiritual, the deep, deep meanings of all these letters which God created and spoke and the power in the Hebrew letters which God spoke and this world came into being. Okay, so there's so much power in the letters and in the word of God, our creator. So the letter Ku, also spelled K-U-F or K-H-O-F, originally meant the back of the head or the eye of a needle, and which also means monkey. <laughs> okay, very interesting, right? Why? There are 22 alphabets, and one alphabet, when they're coming towards the end, means monkey. Okay? All right, let's... Let's go on and discover what is this. So Hebrew letters and alphabets have numbers, have meaning, and have symbolism. Okay, It is the symbol of both the sacred Kadusha and the profane Klippa, the peel cover or husk, with re which represents the negatives in the world. Kuf has to do with the requirement of removing the husk of the superficial to reveal the holiness within. In Hebrew, kuf means monkey, a creature. So the letter kuf is not monkey, right? The word kuf means monkey. Okay, so remember there's a letter and there's a word. The letter, the word kuf means monkey, a creature which resembles a human, but is purely animalistic with none of the higher capacities of a human. This indicates the requirement for a human to overcome his purely animalistic nature and to emulate the image of the creator he's made in to realize his true spiritual nature beyond just the physical. Okay, so like a monkey, so we got created uh, in this world, the three, uh, king, the three, king, uh, three realms, which is the human, human being, or, or the three lives, human life, animal life, and plant life, okay? So each one is different. Human being, Adam and Eve, were meant to communicate with God. They, have, they were speaking spirits, all right? Living souls. They have spirits within them that can communicate with God. Then they have the animal kingdom or the animal 
life, all right, which the represented a monkey. That's why scientists say, oh, evolved, a man evolved from monkeys. Okay, but definitely not. But then after the fall, what happened to man? Man became all the animal instincts begin to manifest in man. That's why we say, why are you behaving like a beast? Right? A human being is supposed to be, uh, you know, created in the image of God, with the love of God, with, with the uh, character of God, with the nature of God. But after the fall, they became like animals. Right? They rape, they kill, they, you know, they do all those things that animals do. They don't have any more a heart to think of someone else. Whatever they want, the, that is the nature of Satan, the nature, the evil nature that came in. And it became like degenerate from a human being created in the image of God. Man stooped down after the fall to become and behave like animals. I want this as an animal, right? They don't care. You just go and take. They don't care about their neighbors or whoever. That is what that is the, the monkey, right? <laughs> you all go to the gardens, right? <laughs> I think in the uh, uh Rachel likes to see those monkeys, right? They just grab your foot if they see you have foot in your hands. That is the becoming from God's image to become like an animal. Okay, and we will see today what God did for man just from the Hebrew letters alone, okay? So, man, human being now need to come back to the original state that God created man, Adam and Eve. It just, the cool is the only letter which extends below the line of the other letters, indicating, the, indicating descent into the lower world, but also the ability to ascend from there. Okay, so it's like men in the fallen state have gone down from the standard of God that God created, which is in the image of God, bearing the image of God, bearing the dignity of God, bearing the character of God, integrity and love and all that, the nature of God, but went down into the lower world like an animal like that. Okay, but Today, we have the ability to rise up again. No more behaving like a beast. No more being a slave of our old nature. Okay, so how? Tool is also this letter, circle. Also can mean circle or go around. Kuf represents the cycles of nature, changing seasons. So it's like, at the end of one season and the beginning of another. That's what cycle is. All right, Cycles of year, of seasons, uh, winter, spring, autumn, summer, cycles of life, seed time, harvest. All right, So God created everything in cycles. We learned a bit of that in the letter Samak. All right, So Kuf also has some meaning on cycle. All the cycles of nature, changing seasons, monthly and yearly cycles is the constant movement, circulation and change of life. You can, you can see that almost every letter is active. It's not just A for apple. All right? But the letters of God are what? Alive. 
God's word is alive. God's letters are alive. Okay, so that is life inside. It also represents through that through the cycles of life, we see evolution, we see growth, we see change, suffering, happiness, life experience, and constantly work on in order to evolve and realize our true spiritual nature. So our origin is spiritual. Remember that. But because of sin, man fell and stood down into like a beast, into like an animal nature. Okay, so two letters, a resh and a zayin. So resh is the next letter after ku. Okay, but zayin is the seventh letter which we have already uh, briefly gone through. Combined to form the letter Ku. The Zayin to the left descends below the line, while the Resh to the right hovers above it. So you can see the letter Ku. Okay, this is from a rabbi, this picture. And this, this revelation here is really tremendous. It's, it's the only one that I didn't go into because it's very lengthy and very deep. If you listen to it yourself, you also feel very, it's very long, the whole teaching. And this is the first time I went into it because I felt the usual ones that I learned from, the rabbis, were very short, simple. But when it came into this letter, I just couldn't accept the short, simple. There must be something deeper. And that's where the Holy Spirit brought me to this particular one. And it was very, very detailed. So let's look a little bit. I won't go uh, fully into it. Uh, I can't take wholesale, but let's have a little understanding here. Okay, so you see the letter Kuf, the picture form. There is a Resh and there's a Zayin, all right, going down. Kuf can be constructed by a Resh. So actually, there are a few ways, There's a, uh, but we just go bit by bit. Otherwise, we cannot finish the session. Kuf can be constructed by Resh. Oh, you'll see the rash is like that, all right? And a zayin as well. So rash means the head, the brain. Okay, it has also another meaning. We will go into it in the next session. But mainly it means head. Zayin represents the spinal column. So interesting, right? The alphabets and God's word. That connects the brain, head to the rest of the body sending instructions through the central nervous system. So in the physical, this is like help us to understand what it is, okay? So the head, spiritual would be Christ, would be God, and then the Zayin, our spirit man, okay? But in the physical, for us to understand, it is like the head, our head, the brain, sending all the instructions to our body through the spinal cord. The Zayin associated with the spinal cord upholds the body to be upright, isn't it? If we have something happen to our spinal cord, this physical body, God created it. It's not created by anyone. It's created by God. It's <laughs> not created by the doctor. <laughs> created by God, right? And God knows exactly which part, all right, for what purpose. So similarly, you have a spirit man, okay, that is we will be able to understand from the physical into the spiritual. So, in the physical, the brain sends instructions to the body. Correct? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, 
through the central nervous system. The zyin, with associated with the spinal cord, upholds the body to be upright. So you, everyone needs a, a spinal cord so that you can stand straight. If something happens to your spinal cord, the person cannot be upright. Israel or Israel is Riz El, El is uh, God, means straight ones of Elohim. Ah, interesting, huh? meaning that you need the Zion and the Resh to be upright or righteous. So we need Jesus' righteousness in order to be righteous. So for the Jews, they have righteousness accredited to them, all right, until Jesus comes. Because of their, if they believe by faith, they were Abraham's seed. Righteousness, which is God's right standing, was given to Abraham because of his faith. And to all the Jews, they've just followed the Torah, the instructions. And they are God's righteous ones. That's why God will come back for them. Jesus will come back for them very soon. Okay, so they are the righteous ones of Elohim. Israel is famous today. Is Glorious today is is a uh, blessed today. They have someone behind them, God, the God of Israel. Yeah, the difference between Israel and the nations around them is their God, and therefore the devil wants to wipe out Israel from the map of the world to prove that there is no God. Can you see why in the Middle East there is never peace? Why? All the time, the enemies want to destroy and take over Israel. So there is no Israel. Because Israel boasts of their God. Jehovah. <laughs> okay? Meaning, you need the Zion and the Resh to be upright. Alright? So Zion is the number seven. And the seventh day or cycle of righteousness is holiness. Isn't it? Seventh day is... Sunday, right? It's the holy day. Holy day, how do you spell? H-O-L-I. It's actually the holy day. And God rested on the seventh day. It's a holy day, all right? So that means there's holiness. So the cycle of righteousness ends on the seventh day. That's a day of rest. The day is declared. Holy or Kadosh, starting with the letter Ku. Holiness is required to draw near to Yudhevake, Yahweh. So all the children of Israel, they were to work six days and on the seventh day, although that's Sabbath, Sabbath day, but their day falls on for us is Saturday. For them is the, the rest day, the holy day, the Sabbath day. All right. What are they to do on the Sabbath day? They are to work in the fields, they work in their offices and whatever on the six days. And then on the seventh day, it's a, according to the Torah, God's way is that is a holy day. You're not supposed to work because that day you go to the synagogue. You go to worship God that is drawing near to God. It's a holy day. All right. See it when you get the revelation more, okay, you see how powerful and meaningful is, is this uh kuf, 
starting with the letter Kuf. So holiness is required to draw near to Yahweh. So from what we have learned from the Bible, God is holy, man is sinful, and therefore in the, without Jesus' blood, in the Old Testament, there is this tabernacle, there is this uh, where they cannot come in to the presence of God or they will be struck dead because sin cannot touch the holiness of God. God is so holy, when you come into contact with any person who has sinned, the person will have to die. So, in order to draw near to God, the person who draws near to God must be holy. Is anyone holy on this earth? <laughs> Don't have already. But we do have a false holiness, which we think that holiness can be acquired to. So we call people some holy men, right? They don't do, they don't tell lies. They wear very decent, cover up everything, and that's to the to the human being on this earth, to the physical realm. We think that that is holy. Don't don't look at wrong things and all that. That is man's holiness, similar to man's righteousness. Okay, so we actually think that there is holiness. Right to the to the monk or to those who don't live, you know, they live, they don't uh, join the world by themselves, and supposedly that's holiness. So each time we listen to God, remember there's a lot of nonsense here of world wisdom. <laughs> okay, which we think that oh, when we hear the word of God, oh, that's what it is. Oh no, 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 no. All right, that's why we have to clear off all the wrong ideas and the wrong thinking that we have accumulated from this world for the many years that we live in this world. Only learning from God's word will give us the truth and the difference between God's wisdom, God's ways, and the world's wisdom and the world's ways. All right, Because the word of God are just words which are similar to words in the world and which have been defined, purposely defined against God's way for, by the devil behind it. Okay, so that even believers are confused, right? When they hear word of righteousness, they think, okay, I'm also quite right, righteous. So how to understand I'm the righteousness of God? Because inside our brain, we already think righteousness is just being a good person who does right things and not do the wrong thing. And from young, mother will tell you, this is right, this is wrong. Don't hate people. Be a good person. So we think that's right already. So when we come to hear the righteousness of God, we just cannot understand because we already feel we are right by the two things that we do and the things that we don't do. But then when we come into God's word, God's word tells us differently. You are not right by the good things that you do or by not doing the bad things that other people do. The only way you can be right with God is by believing and accepting Jesus as your righteousness. Okay? Alright. So, where, yeah, holiness is required to draw near to Yahweh. Remember this point. There is no way we can go near to Yahweh, God, this holy God, except we are in the same state as He is, as holy as He is. Offering or korban starts with the letter kuf and means to draw near. 
interesting, right? Offering starts with the letter Kuf. So our tithing, our offering, our offerings when we come before, that's why no wonder we see in the Old Testament, in the Torah, the Jews were required to bring a lot, a lot of different types of offering. They have burnt offering, sheep offering, all kinds of offering, right? Uh, the, even to enter in, to draw near to God, they must bring an offering. Of course, today, that offering speaks of Jesus Christ, the final sacrifice. But what it means is that the offering has a kuf inside. The offering brings holiness, covered one. All right, in the past, without Jesus, atonement to God. So that's why today, I may understand tithing, why the 10% belongs to God, and then the rest is sanctified. The rest of our money become holy. Because that part, the first part that is holy, belongs to God. We give it back to God, and the rest becomes holy. That's why the devil cannot touch. Right? It's beautiful because the offering starts with the letter Ku, which mainly represents holiness. But what is the purpose of holiness? To the world today, holiness is, wow, people look at you as a very holy man, a holy woman, right? Because you don't do the things, uh, you know, you don't uh, sin or uh, get tainted with the world and all that. But that is not God's meaning of holiness. Yeah, Holiness, the purpose of holiness is to draw near to him because God is holy. You can begin to understand why in Revelations, why when we enter heaven, we read whole of Revelations, all they sing about is holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. As we go through today's uh, session, you probably have a deeper understanding of why is this holiness so magnificent you know the main thing about god the holiness of god which man had or a devil have tried to steal that revelation away especially in today's people but when it, god restore holy spirit see the holy spirit himself has the name holy inside so why is this holiness so important in front into our lives today combining these two ideas or words kodesh and koban so koban is offering or sacrifice kodesh is holy gives us the wisdom that the letter ku has to do with the next level that allow us to draw nearer to yudhe or yahweh the holy one the holy god than ever before by attaining a higher level of holiness or Kodesh or Kadosh. Okay, so yes, today we generally understand that through Jesus Christ, we have been made holy and righteous and we can come before God. But how many believers really know how to draw near to God? Technically, there's the understanding everyone can come near to God. But the life that Believers live, it's as if God is only in the church building. <laughs> in their everyday life, there is no presence of God. There is no drawing near to God. Isn't it? In reality, most of the people come from there. They don't know God. 
So, but they know this word, you have been made holy and righteous. And in Hebrew says, we can now approach the throne of grace. How to approach? Actually, they don't approach. <laughs> they just go. If you later see the tabernacle, it's like the tabernacle at the outer court. Or only on Sunday, they try to go into the inner court. <laughs> and then Monday to Saturday, they are out of the court. <laughs> Not even at any court. Okay, Because every decision that we make, everything that we do, you don't even know what God's view is. Hardly talk to him, hardly hear him. So which court are you in? Hopefully, this uh, session will help us to see that God wants us to always be in the Holy of Holies, in the presence of God all the time. That's where we were meant to be. All right? Why we were recreated. Why God saved you, Asim, for to draw you to Him. Not only Sunday, every day of your life, even while we are working, but as they set aside where we trust God to bless our lives, just like the Jews, and with all the things that we need on this earth, the earthly things, and we give at least one whole day to Jesus, to God, to dwell in his presence. The rest of the days, we know he is with us. He's guiding us, speaking to us. We are li living his word. His word is in us. His word means his will, his ways, his instructions, his directions, right? You want to get direction? You get somebody to talk to you, right? The GPS. <laughs> or you read somewhere, right? It is from reading, from words that you get direction, that you get instruction. So these are all from the world. The one that who we are born again in Christ, our instruction direction is from God's word. What he said in his, that's why it's called Holy Bible. <laughs> Have you ever wondered why it's called Holy Bible? It's not meant to be so holy that nobody can touch it. Holy because the author is holy. The author of the Bible, the Holy Spirit, is holy. All right, and we understand more what is this holiness. All right, as we go through this word, kadosh or kuf, the letter kuf. So the zayin is the key within this process of the key within the process of what drawing near to God. Remember the the the, the Israelites. When God spoke to, wanted to speak to the people, they don't want to speak because they were frightened of God. And they asked Moses, you go. You go to the mountain and you go and listen to God. And then you tell us what he said. None of the, uh, the Jews except uh, Joshua wanted to go near to God. And today, many believers are still in the same place. They will say, Pastor, you go and hear what God say. And then you tell us what God say. <laughs> And everyone have a Bible, but the Bible is for decoration <laughs> that we are holy people, <laughs> that we are Christian. Okay, don't we are we becoming like them? No, okay, that's where the teaching is for you to draw near to God because now we can through Jesus Christ sacrifice, right? Everyone, every one of you 
can have this experience that Moses had, Abraham had, all the one the people who were uh, chosen by God, they were able to draw near to God, they were able to hear God, hear the Holy Spirit, and through the word of God. So these cycles, the, the key is the letter Zayin, all right, or the Zayin. I like the way the, the Jewish rabbis, you know, they don't so much say as uh, this letter is like this. They talk about a letter like it's a real thing. It's a life, right? The Zayin, the, the Aleph, the Beit. Let's, I trust we begin to see this, catch this revelation, all the 24 alphabets. The word of God is life. That's what uh, Jesus said. My words are spirit. It's like referring to someone that is alive. And that's God's word, right? The Zion is the key within this process. It reveals the cycles of righteousness, seven-day Sabbath, as well as all the cycles Yahweh put in place to elevate the level, our level of holiness, the Torah cycles and the feast cycles. So for the Jews, it is to bring them to go higher and higher, all right, in their holiness, because they have not been born again, but they are God's chosen. So God is drawing them through all the Torah so that they can attain a certain level of holiness where they can communicate with God. But of course, they still need the, the priests. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, let's this one can see. Y'all can see, right? Opposing righteousness, or let's look at this. So Zahid, uh, uh, Ku, the numerical gematria value is 100. So remember last week we did uh, Sadi, right? Is uh, 90. Okay, so now we are progressing. 90 and 100. There's significance there too. Okay, Zayin represents a sword. Can be compared to a surgical scalpel, just now we uh, said, which a surgeon used to cut a body open in order to rectify a problem. So the Zayin is the sword, right? We, we saw earlier from God. So what it, it also represents the word of God, right? In uh, Ephesians, it say, uh, Paul says, take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So if you have no word of God, you got no sword, <laughs> right? So if believers do not have God's word inside and are not speaking God's word, that's why they are powerless. They are defenseless. They are cannot offend. They cannot kill. And they, the, the bad things, right? Kill sickness. They cannot rebuke the devil. They got no sword. And then they cannot defend themselves. When the devil say, oh, you are a terrible person. Huh? You are good for nothing. They say, oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Except because they don't have God's word to tell you to go against that, to oppose what the devil say. How do we use the sword? For offense and defense, right? Of course, today we are not in those days that we use the sword. Like if you, in those earlier days, we use sword. But today we have the sword is still significant, still used in the Bible, representing a, a weapon of offense and defense. So we don't go and kill people, but in the physical, but what can kill? Last week we learned, or the week before, the words, right? So how do we come against a word that people tell you, oh, you are no good. You will never make it in life. 
if you don't have God's word, you don't have a sword. And you don't know how to go against that. And that's why you live the whole life. I'm no good. I don't have enough education. I don't have enough money. You don't realize that I don't need all this to be successful in life. I need God. Because God is your success. God is the one who can make you successful through his ways. We've forgotten that. So if we don't have the Bible evidence, God's word that tells you, he is the one who makes us success. We will think that we can make ourselves successful by education, by going through a lot of motivation, by having a lot of money or things or whatever that the world tells us can make you successful. See, we need to go back to the word of God. That is your zayin. All right, that is your, your sword. So it represents a sword and can be, can be compared to a surgical scalpel, which a surgeon used to cut a body open in order to rectify a problem. In the same way, the zayin is meant the, um, the means to pierce every part within us that needs surgery <laughs> in our spirit, right? That's why when anointing comes also, the word and the anointing, two things. We need both the Holy Spirit anointing and we need the word of God. So it's like the when the word comes in, it will cut. In the book of Acts, when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, Peter stood up and preached a sermon that 3,000 people got saved. How? If you read properly in the book of Acts, he says the people, when they heard his preaching, they were cut to the hearts. There was a sword that went through their heart. Heart can see or not, not the physical heart, right? It's the spirit heart. They were cut by the word of God, convicted of their sin and their need for Jesus Christ's righteousness to save them. So this is the operation. Right, just like a surgical scalpel, right? When in and cut the heart, need a new heart transplant. So what the physical surgeon do? Cut out, take out the heart, and give you another heart, a new heart. This is what happens. The circumcision, spiritual circumcision, that happened to us when we received Jesus. Ezekiel, right? 30, 36, 37, right? 30, somewhere there. It says that. In the last, in, when uh, I will send my Holy Spirit, I'll send my spirit and I will take out the stony heart like a surgical scalpel, right? Surgeon's scalpel. I cut out, take out the stony heart, the stubborn heart, the rebellious heart, and then I will put in a new heart and I will give you a new spirit. So, to, with a new spirit, a new heart, we become born again. We come back and restore to the image of God. But that is just the beginning process. Not yet matured. All right. So that is where we have the different levels. And these letters help us to see that God wants to bring us, not just have a new heart, a new spirit, and then it's in baby form. <laughs> okay. To be matured. All right. Okay. So it is like the, the surgeon scalpel, right? <clears throat> the word of God pierced through the heart. So when we speak God's word, it is from heart to heart. I speak to your heart. I don't speak to your mind. Right? Because God's word speaks to 
our hearts. So if you only have God's word in your head, so when you speak God's word, you will be giving intellectual, mental ascent knowledge to people. All right? And God's word is meant for this heart, to open up this heart. That's why we're teaching about spirit, soul, and body, to recognize who our makeup and how do we grow as a believer or rather understanding now that first and foremost you are spirit man there is no verse in the bible that god speaks to your body or god speaks to the mind in fact there are scriptures that say the mind is enmity with god <laughs> enemy why would god speak to the enemy <laughs> right god speaks to the spirit that is the new one Okay, so that's why we need to develop and grow the spirit man. All this part is just renewing the mind to align so that the mind, which is enemy with God, won't stop you from making the spirit, won't stop the spirit man from making spirit decisions to follow God or serve God or obey God. Yeah? All right. So Hebrews, Zayim means to pierce every part, removing everything that is impure and not of Yahweh, as we grow in the Lord, as we grow in the Word, God is removing all those impurities, all those things that, you know, the, the surgeon will operate and remove growth, uh, cancerous growth that are blocking the flow of the blood so the body cannot function, correct? So you have seeds and all those things that grow inside the body, in the physical body. They're all blocking. So you have what a block, what a blood, blood, blood blockage. Also, God, all kinds of blockage. This is what happens in our spirit. All kinds of blockage, so that the new spirit man cannot fully function according to the will and way of God that created God meant this person to function spiritually. So the word of God had to come into the person like a knife. And cut out all those wrong thinking, all those blockages. Oh, I'm not good enough. I am sick. I am poor. I am so fearful of lack of what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen to my family. I'm going to cut, cut, cut. The more we have God's word, cut out all those things, just like in the physical. So how much we need the word of God, right? And bring out all the impurities because the impurities will block us from drawing near to God and hearing Him. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of Elohim, which is God, is living, is alive. So when we refer to the letters, they are all alive. Alright? God's word is alive. Alive is living. You know what's living? A living thing can grow. A dead thing cannot grow. Correct? Now, can your table Tomorrow, today you got one table. Tomorrow it grow and become two tables. <laughs> it's a dead thing. But if it's a living, a seed, a plant, then it can grow. So God's word is living. That means it's growing inside you. <laughs> Amazing, right? So yesterday when I had uh, the checkup, right? I think uh, Abigail was there, right? The doctor said, you have... I can see new bones grow. <laughs> exactly his words, right? In fact, I was so a bit stunned, you know. What do you mean by new bones grow? Yeah. But there's a there's living. God can create things. He can create new bones. 
at my age <laughs> to grow. I was, you know, actually expecting, normally they will say, the last time you said, you know, the old bone is already very weak. So probably, probably said, okay, now the old bones are better, right? The bones are better. But he said, new bones grow. <laughs> so only thing is that God caused the new bones to grow because he's alive inside us. And I, as far as I can with all the prayers, I also speak to my bones, you know, speak to the bones to grow, to, to be strong, to grow according to God's word. And just a little bit to, to give you, uh, lately, yeah, it's, I happen to listen again to Smith Wilkesworth. He's my favorite person alive, uh, a servant of God that I really love to hear him and read about him and because he he's from nothing and God just used him mightily. And then he shared this part about, uh, uh, there was one little short sermon about divine healing. And as I listened to it, he was saying, there were a lot of people who were in pain around him, of course, in his time. And for him, they, uh, Smith Wilkesworth, he sees everything the way God sees uh, that all these pains and all these are spirits, evil spirits. So Jesus said that in Acts uh, chapter 10, verse 38. And Jesus and how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Oppressed, there's a devil, demonic oppression. And how do you heal? You rebuke. So Smith Lucas first just followed what the Bible say, and he will rebuke this pain. Rebuke is the means like you, you cast that person out, that, that spirit out. So he rebuked this pain on the head or the toe or whatever. And all these people, after he rebuked the, the pain, will be free of pain. And, and there was one person who, who saw him do, and he was the pain disappeared. And he went about doing the same thing that Smith Wilkinsworth do, which is actually what Jesus did. Right? He just speak to the that Jesus spoke to the mute person, to the deaf person. That's it, very simple. No need to pray a long, long prayer. Just rebuke it. Okay, so coming back to it, yeah, so that's why I believe, you know, God is so good. He can do, right? So it's living, it's alive. Don't let the word of God slip inside you. It's alive. It can grow if you water it. <laughs> and active. And sharper. God's word is powerful. It's active. It's alive. That means it can create. We learned from the letter pay. I think two weeks ago. What is hidden inside the letter pay? Is the letter? What is hidden inside the letter pay? Is what letter is hidden inside? Oi. <laughs> What letter is hidden inside the letter pay? Bad, bad. Mm. Bad, bad is a letter of creation. In the beginning, God created, bad appeared first. Bad, is, that's why in our mouths, we can create. This is, you cannot create if there's no life and no power. So only God's word has life and power. So from our mouth, we can either speak death or speak life. There is creative ability in the mouth, provided this mouth is speaking God's word. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Oh, 
It's very sharp also. The word of God. Whose word is sharper than two-edged sword? Whose word is living? Whose word is active? Is it your word? <laughs> God's word. It's just like today, you know, you want to go and buy a weapon. What type of weapon you want? Or you want to, uh, the chef, uh, uh, Elijah want to cut chicken. <laughs> do you buy a, a blunt knife? Or do you buy a sharp knife? To cut. Sharp one. You will choose the sharpest. Even expensive person, never mind, because you are a chef. <laughs> if you got a blunt knife, you cannot cut the chicken or the fish, right? So, the word of God is telling us there's something, a weapon that is very sharp. And why are believers not going to the word of God? Pause. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Can it enter <laughs> our spirit? <laughs> yeah. In the natural, we will go for the natural things that are powerful. But what about the most powerful weapon? The word of God. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It can pierce even to the dividing of the soul and spirit. And say, oh, pastor, I don't understand what is from the soul, what is from the spirit. The word of God will reveal. It's because you never go into the word of God. <laughs> if you never use the knife, how do you know the knife can cut? Yes, from uh, Elijah, you buy a knife and then you just keep it. Then you tell your wife, this knife no good, ah. Uh. Have you tried it before? <laughs> Not yet, right? So we said the word of God, ah, think ah, very boring one, ah, always put me to sleep. Ah. Really? Go into it. Go into the word of God. And you will see it becomes with the Holy Spirit. That's what it says. God means what he says. <laughs> May we come to that place where we begin to mean what we say. And then we will see that God's word will do exactly what he says. He will never return to him void, but will accomplish that which he purposed. He has given every one of us his word. The people in the communist countries, maybe in Pakistan too, yeah, Asim, don't have the word of God that we have. So many Bibles are everywhere available, tons in the bookstore. But the people in China and those countries that persecute Christians, they can't get hold of Bible. And we have the sword and we put the sword on display. <laughs> Hi, yeah. So here is to activate, all right, to see what we have missed out. The people are crying for the word in those countries, in Russia, where they don't have God's word. In China, in early days, probably maybe today, still in the underground, uh, the real China, one page of the Bible they are it's so precious to them. We have the whole 66 books <laughs> and we put it one side. And we go to YouTube. <laughs> Entertainment. <laughs> Why have we missed out on this powerful, most powerful weapon that we God has given us? Dividing the soul and the spirit of both joints and marrow, helping us to understand, all right, from the our physical body, 
is able to discern the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Don't you want to know which thought is of God and which thought is not of God? Ah, when you read the word and meditate the word, you will be able to differentiate. Oh, I've been thinking this thought for so long and it's not God. It's not God because God's word clearly say differently. God's word say, when we tithe and offer, you open the windows of heaven and bless us. Our thought is that if I tithe and offer, I got not enough already <laughs> for this month or next month. That's one area. So many areas we have been having wrong thinking and wrong ideas and wrong thoughts. Until we go to the God's word, the God's word is like a light. Isn't that what the Psalms 119 says? Which revealing the 22 alphabets, it comes from Psalms 119. Thy word is a lamb to my feet and a light to my path. Don't just use it as a memory verse for Sunday school. It's for us to brighten up, to help us to see Ayin, the revelation of who God is, of who you are in Christ. That you are not an ordinary person as every any unbeliever in this world. You are set apart, which is the meaning of Kadosh. The Zayin, then the intentions of the heart. These are also part of all the gifts of the Spirit. The gift of the Spirit is not different from the Word of God. One of the gifts is the discernment. Inside, how to discern, how to know whether someone is operating from their flesh or from the Spirit. It's from knowing God's will, God's ways. And, letting the, and listening to Holy Spirit. Yeah, the intentions of the heart. How do you know someone come to you? It's good intention or bad intention. Your spirit will tell you. The word of God will disclose. And even our own intentions. How do we know? We don't every day focus on ourselves. I have to die to self, okay? But focus on the word of God. When there is something wrong, the Holy Spirit will tell us or we will know, we will sense it. Okay? Focus on the word of God. The Zion represents this sword or scapel of which is the word of Yahweh. The Zion represents this scapel or this sword, which is what? The word of Yahweh. So wonderful, Asim has this hunger for God's word. Eh? Yeah, and every one of you. Selling, yeah, you're young in the Lord, but you want to know God, to draw near to Him. And how do we draw near to God? Through His word. Because we have no idea when we got born into this world who our creator is. And he tells us through this wonderful book called the Bible, letters, words inside that reveal to us the heart of God, our Father. The lie of the devil is that God don't care for you. There is no God. You see why there's sickness, there's pain, why your life is so miserable. You see God don't care for you. All those are lies of the devil. It's So we need to know the truth to identify the lie. And that is true, God's word. Cut into the deepest part of our being, the soul and spirit, as well as the bones and marrow, our structure, 
You see, what is the structure? The spinal cord, right? Just now we, we learned a little bit about this zayin, the righteousness. It cause a, a spinal cord causes you to stand straight. So when we, in the spiritual, when we don't understand the zayin or the righteous or the zadi, or the right zayin is the word that tells us about that we are the righteousness of God. Jesus is the only righteous one. Then only can we stand straight. Why we cannot stand straight in this world? We feel inferior to a rich man. Why do you feel inferior to a rich man? Because your car is smaller than his car. Because your bank account is smaller. Because he, he has PhD, you, you, don't, you only have ABCD. So, why? You cannot stand straight. You dare not look a person who is in the world richer than you, in the eye. You feel inferior. Those are the symptoms of not understanding that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are not to become proud that is over the other side already, self-righteousness. But we are just to stand straight before God and before man. There are nothing to be ashamed of. When you preach the gospel, you're not lesser than someone else. You are God's ambassador to share with them the good news, even though they may own the whole world. But if they don't have Jesus, they lose their soul. And you are more blessed than them. Yeah? So that is the Zayin, that is, sorry, that is the Zadik, the righteousness, right? That causes us to stand straight. And how do we know we are the righteousness? The revelation comes from the Word, the Word of God. If we don't keep on going into the Word with the Holy Spirit, we will never stand straight in life. We always feel inferior. Somehow if the devil appears in front of you, you're lucky scared, right? <laughs> Elsa. <laughs> When Jesus said, you just cast them out because you are the righteousness of God. You represent me. The devil is scared of you, not you scared of the devil. <laughs> okay, because we're going to do some deliverance. Huh? Elsa, you can do it because you are the righteousness of God in Christ. All right. So this is where our backbone not built. Your spiritual backbone not strong. Ah, so you want to build your spiritual spinal cord or not, which is the understanding and the revelation that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. And as his righteousness, we will reign in life. This is what his words say. So you need to build the spinal cord, which is the, of our spirit man, which is our righteousness in him. It's not mental ascent or head knowledge that, okay, I every day say I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. But if you still fear the devil, that, Revelation has not come in, gone into your spirit yet. No need condemnation, but just a desire to say, Lord, I want to stand straight. I want to stand straight as your spirit, your son, your daughter in this world against the devil, against lies, and set people free. You know, a bent person cannot help because all the time the bent person is only looking at the floor. Right? That's why Jesus set the person who was bowed down, the lady, uh, 18 years, bondage with the hum, can only see the floor, can only see down, cannot see up. But today, because we are made the righteousness of God in Christ, we can stand straight and look up and learn, lament, the learning and teaching from God. Only He can put us straight. The bone marrow is your structure. So many believers' spiritual structure 
it's all like that. <laughs> ben. <laughs> ben, afraid of the devil, afraid of people. They're not stand as the servant of God. You know, men, servants of God are not scared. So there are no more babies. Babies are scared. Babies cry all the time. And then toddler also scared. <laughs> Correct? So no muscle. Or only got physical muscle. Eh? You need more than that. You have it. Just develop it. Eh? Elsa. Okay? So then when you are grown up and matured, you can stand and fight. Not only protect yourself, protect others. Feed them. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that one very funny. Yeah, Elsa. Protect, protect others. Never mind. That's a joke. Okay. The uh bone marrow is where blood is produced. And that is the life source. So the bone is the strong part of your body. Okay. And that's where God strengthened us with the righteousness, like a bone like that. If your righteousness is not fully understood, your righteousness in Christ. Your bones are, your spiritual bones are weak. That's why we fall under lies. We go into self-righteousness or we go into condemnation, into guilt, into shame, into impurity. Because you, your structure is not strong. The strongest structure in the spiritual is when you attain that righteousness. And we, of course, in this world, we may, nev may never fully attain it. As Paul said, he is the one who wrote the whole New Testament. Okay, okay. Uh, Asim, see you tomorrow, yeah? All right. Uh, in uh, Abigail's house. So, what was I saying? <laughs> you... Your, your structure, okay? Your, your man, remember, uh, your bones, spiritual bones, need the word of God, all right? To strengthen you so that you can stand straight and strong in this world. It's where life is. The, where the blood is produced, that is the life source for animals and humans. Life is in the blood. That is in, I think, Leviticus 19. Yeah? Where... Life is in the blood, right? You just drain up all your blood, still got life and not. <laughs> That's why you call the, the vampire, right? Come and suck your blood, then you die. There is life in the blood. That's why in the new covenant, the only thing that we don't eat, which is the blood, because life is in the blood. It's symbolic of life in the blood. And we don't eat people's life <laughs> or life, all right? So, Life is in the blood. That's also another revelation for communion. All right, when you do communion, because the cup symbolizes the blood of Jesus. All right, why? There is life. Life is in the blood. The Zion has the ability to cut into the marrow, the word of God. Eh? So the Zion, remember, represents God's word. Has the ability to cut into the marrow, and the source of life, the blood, and change it to become undefiled and pure. So all of us, we had sinful blood in the spirit. And then when the word of God came, where Jesus is Lord, you receive Jesus. And what happened? That life in the blood of Jesus turned our impurities, our sinful blood into righteous blood or holy blood. That's what it means. That means 
you became a living soul that is righteous and holy. Your blood now that runs through you, physically, is the physical blood. Spiritually, you can also say it is the righteous blood of Jesus. That's why we don't want to sin anymore. Or you are not able to sin all the time. You cannot continuously, deliberately sin because of the new seed that is in you that has given you the new blood. It's so powerful. The Zion has the ability to cut the marrow and make it pure. That's why we all became pure and holy. The person is pure where? Inside or outside? In the blood. So when the doctor check your blood, they say, oh, your blood are very dirty. <laughs> Correct? Ah, yeah, you have to clean your blood. No, certain sicknesses have go to the hospital to clean their blood. Because if your blood is dirty, you will end up with a lot of sicknesses and you cannot function properly. Same in the spiritual. If our blood is dirty, which is sin, sinful blood, which we uh, got from Adam, God has to remove it and give us pure blood of Jesus, a, a blood transfusion. So in the spirit, we got so many parts. We got heart transplant. <laughs> we got blood transfusion. Yeah. And the rest, it means life has been given to us, God's life. And now it's for us to develop this life grow. This life has the potential and ability to grow into a full form son and daughter of God, matured man. Alright? But we need the word of God to grow. The water to grow. The sunlight, right? Which is God's word. The revelation. So, which is the Zion. Has the ability to cut into the marrow and cause it to be pure. That's the source of our life and how we, that's how we receive a new nature. And which have also taught you about the new seed, the new nature. The spine and skeleton is our structure and makes us upright in the physical and produce life or blood. The word Zion is our framework and keep us upright or righteous. So if you don't have Zion, God's word in your life, can you imagine your framework and structure? Anytime can fall down one. <laughs> right anytime you know you're not strong in the lord you may have a physical structure that is strong but physical spiritual cannot stand yeah so we need that zayin god's word to keep on giving us the revelation that we are the righteousness of god then you have a framework that is strong Remember the gospel in uh, Romans uh, 1, 16, 17. What do you say? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. For in the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. For in the gospel, it's not the for just uh, for God so loved the world. In the gospel, the good news, what is revealed? The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. So then your structure is being built. First one, the framework is your righteousness, which the world does not have, which we didn't have until we received Jesus. No framework. That's why we easily feel depressed, easily feel condemned, easily feel hurt, easily say, I don't want to serve God anymore. Is All these things is because the framework 
is not there. The understanding, the revelation, that are the righteousness of God. And from there, you can live a life of from faith to faith. All right? Okay. The paradoxical union symbolized by the two components of the kuf is a secret that is none holy as God. All right, first we need to catch a revelation. Same like before, there's none righteous, there is none holy like God. There is none righteous like God. Righteousness and holiness come together. So that's why the two letters are next to each other. Zadi and Ku. Righteous and holy. All right, we will go more from there. In general, the Ku stands for Kadush or holiness. So if we get this very clear, there is no one holy as God, then we won't look outside in the world and say, well, this guy is very holy. Eh? And that's what sometimes we think, right? When a guy don't do bad things, or sometimes we may even think we are quite holy. <laughs> so holiness is not external. Holiness is blood transfusion. <laughs> we need God's holy blood. Okay? A new heart, a new blood. In general, the Kuf stands for Kadusha or holiness. The unique level of holiness inherent to God is expressed. In the words of Zuhawa, he is grabs within all our worlds, yet none grabs him. So this means that God is like so difficult for men to understand. Grabs means understand. He can understand us in all the different worlds, but we cannot understand him because we were we are not holy out of Christ, right? Today, we have been made holy. That's why religion is about, I try to be holy. So people teach you all the things how to be holy. Don't smoke, don't do this, don't do that, and you become holy. This is not God's, God's uh, idea of holiness or state, state of holiness, right? It's within the person. The descending Zayin of the Kuf symbolizes his being grabs in all worlds, permitting even realms of reality below the line, worlds antithetical to those in whom God's presence is revealed. The Resh, which is the next letter, God's ever-present transcendence remains separate and holy in relation to his descending eminence. Never mind if you don't really get this. Kuf, okay, is a final line or calf, right, that letter, an end, so remember one of its meaning, is the end of something, a cycle, and the beginning of another cycle. To a certain phase or a pole of opportunities to a new way or a new elevation. So it's similar a little bit to the dalet, to the door. Right? So along the alphabets, each alphabet are all actually doors. From one level to another level of what? Of going nearer to God. All right, the Dalet from the physical world opened the door to Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way and the door. All right, so to what? To the spiritual realm, to the kingdom of God. Because without Jesus, our eyes are all blind. Cannot see the spiritual realm of God. We can see spirits. <laughs> Some can see, all right? So you have the mediums and all that that can see evil spirits. But we are not talking about that, yeah? But that is that realm. But through Jesus, we can now see our God, Daddy. Alright, who good, how good he is. So Jesus, that is like a door, the Dalet. The first door 
entering from the physical realm into the spiritual realm. Because man was created, can see God on Adam and Eve. But because of sin, close. They can no longer fellowship with God. So today, why, why a lot of Christians say, uh, Christianity is a religion. And then they say Christianity is relationship, but don't have a relationship with God. That means they still haven't gone through the door. It's still in this physical side of the world. Because when you pass through the door, it's to another realm. Okay, where you begin to commune with him, where you which people say, I cannot see God, huh? Why are you talking? Uh, Jesus talked to you. Where is Jesus? All of them are still in the physical realm, and a lot of believers are still there. <laughs> okay, they only have spiritually a door to heaven after they die. But on this planet, have not entered, passed through the gate. And having the fellowship and communion with the Lord. So, all the alphabets actually are leading us closer to closer relationship and fellowship with Him until we become like Him. Not by doing this or doing that, do what is right, don't, don't do the wrong, don't sin. No, by fellowshipping. Enter the, when you go enter the door to the bedroom, you want to fellowship with the person in the bedroom or into another uh, house. You go to the door to a, another person's house. When you want to fellowship with the person, do you stand at the gate? You say, I want to come in. Uh. Elsa will tell me, I want to come in. I want to sleep on your bed uh. <laughs> with you, uh, like uh, Rachel, right? Because you want to fellowship with the person. If, if you don't want to fellowship with the person, you will just stand at the door. You won't enter in. That's why Jesus said, Come, enter in and sup with me, fellowship with me. So there is a, a level of just Jesus, I only know you on Sunday or in church. I don't want to come in and the one who said I want to enter the door I want to open you already opened the door I'll walk in I want to know you and eat with you so how his word ah, that's where he talked to you so cool I will show you a little bit of it's on the other side all right of the the Aleph bed between the two alphabets it also have a meaning of a gateway. But gateway to what? <coughs> Kuf enables things to come in, come to their end, so that new things, right? It's, it's a, before a new thing can happen, there must be an end of the old, right? So come to all things come to an end. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, anyone who's in Christ is a new creation. All things have passed away, and yet many Christians, believers, are still holding on to the old. I've got this sickness, my inherited from mother, father, grandfather. It's still holding on. It's still holding on to the past. Whether it's physical or whatever, it's still holding on. I have got this temper. It came from my great grandfather. <laughs> so what did 2 Corinthians 5.17 say? In Christ, all things have passed away. All things is everything that is old. That is your old nature, your old sickness, the old this one, the old fears, the old lack. 
But how to have new things? It says new, all things have become new. But then there's the entrance only. So what are the new things? You have to go into the Zayin, go into God's word and find out what are the new things. That's why it's learning all about the new life, the new spiritual life in Christ that can be walked and lived out in this world. New things begin to grow, will be able to grow in their place. If we don't let go of the old things, how can the new things grow? So you have a plot of uh, a pot. You don't take out the old thing, how to plant the new one. The old one will choke the new one. Right? Each time you, the new plant, the new seed that you plant wants to grow, the old one will come and choke it. Those are called the weeds. Yeah, because you didn't pull it totally out yet. The old thinking still there. So it always comes. And then try to kill the new. He doesn't want the new plant to grow. So the best way is to recognize in the spirit, the old has gone. The old Elsa, no more indeed. <laughs> the old fear of whatever. <laughs> okay, the new one. So don't share the spot with the old one. Totally removed. But that is the when we come into the Zayin and let the new, new word come in. Huh, Elisha, don't let the old thought keep on telling you, you got this sickness, you got this sickness, you got this sickness. Until you stop saying that, then the new revelation of you are already healed can come in. Yeah? The old cannot share with the new. It's not that we are not being slowly trying to change into a new leaf like a butterfly like that. No. We have been made new, new spirit, new heart transplant, new blood system, everything new. As you confess and meditate, let go of the old or the old way of talking. Okay? It's like new things, it's not together grow. Eh? The old no more, only the new. And that is where our part for putting in the new, the new seed of God's word into our spirit, into our heart. Without which, like a cell-death pathway, that from death to life. Isn't that where, what Jesus, the word of God said? We have been taken from death to life. And then we cannot see it because all of you are still alive. So we are only see in the, seeing in the physical realm. But death to life is in, happened in your spirit. You were once dead, but today your alive means your spirit. Maybe each one of you, when you read God's word, all these scriptures that you're so familiar with, may it have new meaning to you. All right? Understanding spirit, soul, body. Don't read a certain word and then say, I, I was once dead and alive. But actually, you cannot see it because you are still thinking in terms of physical. Because I'm still alive, ma. I was never dead. So what is the meaning of dead? So that day I taught some of you, right? Again, back to basic. What is born again? <laughs> the three part, your spirit man. What happened? Die with Christ, buried with him, rose with him. If this one we still haven't get it, then everything will be just mental ascent. Okay? Get it so real to you that you can communicate it to another person. What actually happened? Without which, there's no space for new cells to be created. <laughs> you want new cells, right? To be created. All right? In our spirit, all right? To grow inside and affect our physical mind as well. And therefore, there is no regeneration of the organic body. Okay. 
cool like the eye of the needle enables only the suitable field to pass on through it to the high and renewing silver grid of Resh Sin Tap. These are the last three letters. Uh, after Ku will be Resh Sin Tap. So that's another wonderful, exciting revelation. It's the Hebrew word, which is made up of the last three letters of the Aleph Bet, meaning the grid. Okay, so let's look again at the Kuf as the eye of the needle. Kuf in Aramaic means eye of the needle. Hebrews 9.24, I say to you, it is easier for a thick rope or a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. That's uh, Jesus I think it's not Hebrew, so it should be somewhere gospel. Okay. The word camel is a wrong translation and should be, excuse me, thick rope. The idea of thick rope needs to be made thin by destranding it, and every trait can then every trait can pass through the eye of the needle. So you all know what's the eye of the needle, right? The real needle. There's a little eye there. So Jesus used that. All right, it says that it is easier. Uh where is it? Easier for a thick rope or a camel to pass through the eye of the needle. So I believe most of you would have heard this before. And then you're thinking, what Jesus mean by a, a camel can go through the eye of a needle? Camel so big. So this rabbi said, it's a wrong interpretation. It means actually a thick rope. That means needles, you need all sizes of trade, right? Which is like rope. So it's easier for a thick rope to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Okay, so what does it mean? The idea is the thick rope needs to be made thin by the destranding it and every trait can then pass through the eye of the needle. The rich man needs to be stripped from his worldliness, love of money and possessions in order to pass through the eye or ayin to into the spiritual realm. Why? It's not impossible, but it's why so. Is it with man, it's impossible, but with God, it's possible. So much more difficult for the rich people in this world with a lot of possessions to enter into the kingdom of God, to see the spiritual realm. But you see, the poor ones, easier to share the gospel, they will accept Jesus. But the rich ones, why? More like more difficult, right? Because they have the eye, remember the ayin? The eye on the world. The eye is fixed there. The worldliness, the love for money. That's why God gives us, teach us and give us the generous heart to type and offer to get rid of this eye and the love of money, which is also, also the fear of lack. And to be able to see the spiritual realm where Abba Father is our source of supply. That's the spiritual realm. If we can type and offer, we are saying, God, I can see you. <laughs> I can see you. I can see you will provide for me. Right? Okay. When we have learned, okay. When we learn from the study of Ayin, that it is the gate or fountain where the light comes through, shining from the spiritual into the physical. In the same way, Ayin is the gate. So Ayin, another letter, which is the eyes, is also a gate. See, 
a lot of the letters or alphabets are gates to help us enter the another realm because we were so stuck in this physical realm when we got born on this earth because of sin. Limited by the five senses, all we can gather and understand and conclude and decide is based on our five senses. Anyone here got six sense? <laughs> five senses, right? Everything. I said, okay, Hannah, are you rich? She will straight away say, if you don't know the word of God, you say, I'm not that rich. I don't have Mercedes. I don't have a million dollars in the account. That's what we used to say. I'm not rich. That's why I cannot tie. I cannot offer. I cannot do anything. I cannot give. Because we are making a decision and conclusion based on five senses. Five senses tell us. The bank account only got this much. Five senses is the one to tell you. Is it God telling you? <laughs> it's the five senses. No need, God. No need to ask. God, how much is my bank account now? Huh? You just go and check. Huh? <laughs> Okay, that one God don't need to tell you. That is information given to you from your five senses. God, am I sick? Ah? Go see doctor, the doctor will tell you. <laughs> no need to ask God. But if you ask God, God will tell you different answer. Because God is not in the physical realm. God is in the spiritual realm. Understand? Yes. And you're all children of God. So we need to See the way God sees. So, Ayin is the spiritual eyes open to see that we are spirit beings, we are children of God, whom cannot be seen by the five senses. And he operates in the spirit. And how do we know what is in this world belongs to God? Is the word of God tell us. But when everything is what we call by faith, but faith is the Substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen by the five senses, by your physical eyes. So our whole walk today is called a walk of faith. We speak first before it happens. But it will happen because God's word will not return to him void. It says he has healed you, you will be healed. The manifestation will happen, but the faith start by speaking out. First, what God said, all right? So, it's the gate that allows man to return. The ayin allows man to return, passing through the eye of the needle, back to the spiritual, which is where we belong, into the presence of Yahweh, the King. This is the meaning of the next level that's, that is associated with the letter Kuf. 990 to 100. Sadiq of Kuf discussed in the, okay, the, the previous one. So this is this is so exciting, right? It says that the ayin, the spiritual eyes that we went through a few a few letters back, okay, open. That's why in Ephesians one seventeen, formerly in Elsa's uh, phone phone wallpaper, <laughs> that God Paul prays for the church, which is all of us, right? That the eyes God grant them that their eyes of their understanding may be open for what. To see, to see what? <laughs> to see their bank account? To see their body like this? No, to see what are the riches of her saints? What is the power that is within every son and daughter of God, every believer? And then these are things that cannot be seen by your 
five senses by your spiritual eyes, but can be seen by your ayin, by your spiritual eye. It opens you into that realm where one day we will walk into it after we leave this earth. But it's sad that if we don't see it now, then our whole life will be just the normal physical life that every other every other person live. But we can live as Jesus is on this earth. Spiritual life. This is associated with the letter. Okay? So, Ayin is also a gate. Alright? And gate into, now we can see God. The spiritual eyes help us to see God. <laughs> so, to a certain extent, every one of spiritual eyes have been opened. Okay? After you receive Jesus, but you see a little bit. Only, you only, most people only see Jesus is my savior. <laughs> and then stop there. Okay, but Paul says, I pray that you may see the riches of your inheritance in Christ, the power that works inside you and more, the depths of his love, how deep and how wide and how high and how, whoa, it's God's love for you. The unconditional, so many revelations. And that's what we are learning, right? So much in depth. Don't stay just at the gate there and then peek through the gatehole. <laughs> and then say, oh, I can see a bit of heaven. I want to go there. Okay. Oh, go through the gate. Go inside. And see. Okay. So he doesn't fool us. But we go in ourselves. That's why we want revelation. All right. The secrets are given to those who will seek after him. Okay. The next one, huh? All right, the letter Kuf is related to standing steadfast against temptations and lowering of standards. It's a window for a new permission and a higher service in a new elevation which call for loyalty, self-control. Okay, this one uh, is from another person, this, this, these uh, pictures, but help you to understand simple one. Just now, deep but beautiful revelation. You love that revelation, right? Just now, it's so beautiful. But here, it's very simple. Everyone can understand. Okay. Kuf extends downward is the number 100. So this is just basic understanding. But go into the revelation. All right. So you look at all the letters here. 12, 22 letters. The letter that goes up is Lamet. And the letter that goes down is Kuf. Jesus is also represent this. The calf is the end of the first uh, 12 letters. Jesus died and was buried. So the the second form, the Sophit form, five letters have got two forms in the beginning of a Hebrew word and at the end of a Hebrew word. So the top one is the beginning. It will look like that. If it appears, if that letter appears at the end of a word, it will appear the other way. Okay, the bottom. And so first one, calf, Jesus died and was buried. Jesus, two in Jesus. After calf, Jesus buried. Then the next letter is Lamed. Jesus rose from the dead to a new life. Okay, and then you have the letter. After that, you have letter pay. Pay symbolizes speech. Okay, not just mouth. Mouth is where you have speech. So the emphasis is the, on the speech, not just your mouth. But it's interesting. Tomorrow, I will, I will, I will give you another aspect of this uh, little write-up. Very interesting about the the pay and the mouth. <clears throat> How do we widen this mouth? 
<laughs> yeah, the Jews are very interesting in their Torah and all that. Huh? Super interesting what the, the things that God has given to them. So you have speech in the pain. That's where we learn what to say, speech, our words and all that. Then our speech is in the letter pay. Our words exalt Jesus and shouldn't be exalting ourselves. Right? That's why we boast in our, in our weaknesses where Christ has transformed and given us the grace to overcome those weaknesses. Then you have the next letter after uh, Ayin to see and then after seeing you can speak your speech, right? You see the spiritual realm, now you speak spiritual things okay? about who God is. Then after that is the uh, Zadi, which is righteousness. Jesus is righteous and we are not in ourselves righteous. All right. So righteousness is Jesus is the righteous, righteous one. There's no place for self-righteousness. So just now I help you to understand a little bit of what is self-righteousness. Okay. Then the next letter after Zadi, which is righteousness, is Ku. Okay, which is also holiness. It resembles holiness. Jesus is holy. First, Jesus is holy. All right. Separated unto God and set apart from God. For God, sorry. Set apart for God. So holiness, the Jews were all uh, sanctified, circumcised. So set apart, sanctified, set apart. That means they are meant to be a holy nation. Remember the Bible, it says you are a holy nation. So they were set apart. Their character, their lifestyle and everything was to show that they are different from the world. And this is what happened to us in the new creation. When we are made holy, we are different from the world. There is something inside us, that holiness of God, that where we go, the people of the world will see a holiness. And this is so reflected in Smith Wigglesworth's life that he talked about. He, he shared this. When he received baptism of Holy Spirit or received the Lord and got the baptism of Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, right? He will go into a... Uh, but there were many times, of course, that he, he, he spent crying and God break him to see his uh, own self as sin without Christ, sinful. But after that, he made righteous. He had this awesome uh, revelation and experience of God's holiness, that he is holy, a holy person set apart by God. So when he entered the train to go somewhere, like today, Rebecca will enter the LRT and all that, or Elsa, right? The public transport. What will happen at certain times is that when he entered the train, the cabin, the people will automatically, don't know who he is, will start begin to cry. It's the holiness that is come out from him. He even haven't said anything, you know, preach. That these people begin to have a sense that they are sinful. Right? So we are not here to condemn people and say, hey, you are sinful. Huh? <laughs> okay. The very power of that holiness that is in us believers, when we recognize it and realize it and begin to draw near to God, because he is a person who draws near to God. He fellowship with God. 
right? So when he is around people, they can feel that presence. It's just like Jesus, when he walked on this earth, people know he is different. He carries a holiness around without having to say, I'm holy, you are not. You don't need to say anything. That holiness comes from God. That It comes from fellowshipping with God. That's why I said, so important that you learn how to fellowship with God, do devotion with God, read God's word, let God speak to you, walk with Him. right? So that holiness can come up. And people, that's why when you share to them Jesus, they want that is a holiness without you having to tell them, I'm a good person, I'm doing this or whatever. The, the very speaking, your very tone, your very voice, bring about a certain holiness of Jesus to that person and the Holy Spirit convict that person of sin and the need for Jesus Christ. It's not need for religion. It's a need for Jesus Christ to make them holy. So conversion is actually... I realize that I am sinful. I'm not holy at all. I'm not righteous. And I want that holiness. And only Jesus can make me right. Only Jesus can make me holy. And I ask Jesus, the Holy One, to come into my life. And now the Holy Spirit goes to work. Jesus was and is pure. In Him, we have right standing with God. So two things, the righteousness, the right standing, and the holiness is established in Christ. So holy is the word kadosh with a kuf. A rash above and a shin. And then you can see in Isaiah 6 as well as in Revelations, right? When God took Isaiah to the throne room. Holy, holy, holy. See the throne room of God only got these words. No need to sing all those songs. <laughs> so long one. <laughs> okay. In the throne room of God, it's a, such an awesome reality of the holiness of God. That, that's why people die without Jesus, you know, in those in the early days or in the Old Testament, uh, Old Covenant. Holy, holy, holy. Imagine one day we're going to heaven and that's what we're going to experience. You say, okay, I want to sing all those songs that we sing here. <laughs> a lot, a lot of songs, right? And then you go there in the throne room, in the very presence of God, all the angels and the 24 elders, all they sing day and night is, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. You are the Holy One. Jesus is the Holy One and God is holy. It's the holiness of God that marks the difference between God and this world. There's no other difference. Why is the difference? Because there's none holy except God. So where God is, is holiness. And that's why in the Old Covenant, they cannot enter the presence of God. Because sin cannot come in contact with holiness. So can you see how privileged we are today that we can come into the presence of God and yet many people still don't actually come into the presence of God. They are still at the outer court running around. Or in the outer court where, yeah, Jesus, you have forgiven me my sins. That is where the brazen altar is, you know, and you, you, you are being cleansed from your sin. And still it's about you being saved. But the 
enter the inner court. The Holy of Holies is where you don't see yourself anymore. You have been washed by the blood. If you can enter, means you have been washed already. <laughs> if you're not washed, you, you will drop dead. There. That's what the high priest go in. If they are not follow all the, the, the ways of washing and making themselves clean, they have to tie a rope. If they don't go through everything properly, then the, they will drop dead and the people cannot enter. Whoever enter to take them out, they also die. So they have to pull the, the rope of the leg of the high priest to come out. So that is how serious it is and how holy the presence of God is. This is the presence which the kuf, as we grow in our journey in life from Aleph, bad, all that, towards this last few alphabets is to bring us from one gate to another gate, enter in. There are so many gates. In the, in the tabernacle, there are few doors, right? That's why you have the first door to enter into the outer court. Then after that, there's another door to separate the outer court from the inner court. Another door to enter into the Holy of Holies. You have to go one by one. Yes, technically, Jesus has already caused us all to be able to go straight into the Holy of Holies, which is the throne room. But not many are entering there. Okay. Kuf, Zadi, they are a pair. Okay, so a lot of letters are in pairs. Kuf and Zadi, Zadi and Kuf is one pair. So Zadi is righteousness, Kuf is holiness. Holiness, righteousness, first understanding is that Jesus is the only one who is righteous and Jesus is the only one who is holy. Holiness and righteousness is less of self-righteousness and our righteousness is only in him. Holiness, our holiness is only found in him. Okay, Our righteousness is only in Christ, our holiness is only in Christ. Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Is the offering all right, for us. And we also were in him before the foundation of the world. That means we were, we are set apart. We have been made holy and righteous. We don't belong to this world. That's why Jesus said, you are in this world, you are not of this world. But when you go in, that's why Jesus said to the disciples, right? Why you have to wash your feet with the word. You go out, there's a lot of dust. So when we go out into the world every day, we are being affected by dust physically, right? So the world thinking, the world influence, so when we come back, wash your feet. Did your mother tell you? <laughs> Take a bath. <laughs> All right. So to clean yourself. So how? Spiritually, we are clean, but all, you know, the wrong ideas come in again. Here, we put in God's word. You go outside there, I will. <laughs> a lot of men's ideas go in again. All right. And then come back, I have to put the So, but you go back, go back, meditate God's word again. All right. You go to see the doctor, tell the doctor tell you, your parents are sick, so you are sick. You inherit this disease. Ah, you come back to get rid of this thought again. You don't inherit. The doctors are good. I'm not saying they're bad. But they tell you, the physical realm. So you inherit sicknesses, cancer from mother, father. So what did God say? Come back, wash again, get out this thinking. The word of meditate on God's word that says, no, Jesus has taken the curse of sickness, yeah, of a, in sickness that inherit one of all kinds of sickness. Okay? 
same with every area of life. You go back to the world, they will say, oh, ah, yeah, the you know, uh, economic very bad. Ah. You may not have job. Ah. You may lose your job. You cannot make money. Ah. Don't simply give away your money. Jaga your money properly. Save as, as much as you can. Oh, then how? Come back home. Forgot already what God's word say. <laughs> so clean. Let the word wash you. No, the word says God is your God. He's your source. You don't need to be afraid. Uh, see? So this is set apart. We are set apart. But we can be still influenced by the world because we are still living in this world. How do we clean? All right? And continue to be set apart. That is the holiness of God. Okay? From his design, from the word. Cool. So just briefly go through. Cool. Cool. From Psalms 119. Okay? Uh, teachers, try to understand this. All right? For the blazing jewels. Cool. I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. Where is the, you all go and do, okay? Your own self. You all, I thought you had to look at concordance already. Where is the word, the letter Ku in this whole sentence? Why these eight verses did the, uh, the psalmist separate it as for the letter Ku? Why every eight verse? Because you look into the concordance, because these are all translations in English, Chinese. But in order to see the letter Kuf, you need to look at the concordance. It means in the original Hebrew because we are learning Hebrew. So just a guess. Which word is the word start with the letter Kuf here? I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. Which word? <laughs> yes, I cried. Yeah, yes, good. Abigail, you're catching it more, right? Yeah, because it is about the depth of the heart, the, the, the deep of the spirit, the longing. Crying is something very deep, right? You normally, you, you cry because something very deep already either hurt you or touch you or what, right? It touched you very deep. Kuf is about that holiness, that depth of the presence of God, the crying with your whole heart. So it is a... a, a a letter, a word that starts with the letter Kuf. Kuf is always drawing near to God, going near to Him. Okay? Good. I cry out to you, which is the same. All right? Save me and I keep your testimonies. Okay? Again, the Zayin there that bring us closer to God. So the cry is the death, the Kuf. The holiness inside you want Him. It's not your, your wickedness want God. <laughs> the simple part of you do not want God. It is your holiness part of you, all right? The part of you that has been made holy, the spirit man that has been made holy, the holiness part of you, crave for God, cries to God, right? But the simple part, the playful part, the worldly part doesn't want God, okay? Which is the flesh, okay? So the kuf, this is the meaning of the, the, the kuf, how deep that beautiful letter is. I rise before the dawning of the morning and cry for help. I hope in your word. Here got two. Cry is the cool. The other one is the... Anyone can recognize the other one? Huh? What is the word? Another word here that starts with the letter cool without looking at your concordance. If you look at concordance, 
it's called cheating. <laughs> because I'm asking a question, right? Through your understanding of this set apart, the part that longs for God is that holiness part of you. So which part of you, which letter, which word starts with the letter Ku? Huh? What? Hannah, you say something? Rise. Yes, rise. That means you awake. You, 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 you. I think there's a, there's a word in the old King James, right? You, you rise, right? Why in the morning, the physical body cannot get up, right? <laughs> I'm not talking about those who are already used to waking up in the morning, right? That one, the body has been trained, is habitual. But the rest who are not there, the body holds us back, okay? But the spirit man, the holiness part of you, wants to rise, <laughs> right? To fellowship with God, okay? Yeah, so it is not just rising up early to do our normal things because uh, some people in this world already know how to, already had able to get up early, okay? But there is something inside you now, you want to get up early or you want to get up at any point at night or whatever, is to the holiness part, you want to touch the holiness of God. want to fellowship with God. Okay? My eyes are awake through the night watches. So even at night, the holiness part of you is still longing for God. Okay? That I may meditate on your word. So you see, the five senses have been suppressing that spirit, that holiness part where you're set apart. You're set apart for who? For God. But we have given ourselves to this world. Right, but God wants us for Himself to enter into that personal fellowship with Him. That's the coup, the set apart, because you are holy. Hear my voice according to your loving kindness, revive me according to your justice. You can go and look for it. They draw near to me who follow after wickedness, they are far from your law. So holiness is very, very clear cut from wickedness. And you will see also in the next letter, the Ku is the only letter in the Aleph bed, the 22 alphabets, that face to the right. Eh, yeah, to the right. All the other letters, they will open like that and they face to the left. So the to the right of the Ku is the letter Sadi, which is righteousness. To the left, which is the next letter that we will uh, uh, look into next week, is the letter Resh. Resh can mean hate. Rash can also mean the wicked person. Okay? But that will do next week. You are near. See, the Kuf talks about being near to God, drawing near to Him, coming into His presence because He's holy. Nothing can go into go near to God if it is not holy. Right? So it is about that intimacy, that, that recognize, recognizing that you have been set apart. You don't belong to this world. You have been made holy. And anything in this world is not holy except that it has been washed by the blood of Jesus. Yeah? So, and all of you here have been made holy. That's why there's a longing in your heart for God. Concerning your testimonies, I've known of all that you have founded them forever. Okay, we're going to finish two more just to uh, close. What is righteousness? Okay. 
from because from sadiq you go into help you to understand the whole thing more righteousness sadiq is a state that is attained by adding faith amuna and the truth in order to elevate your holiness so you need righteousness then holiness so you be made first you need to be made right then you are made holy although all these things in the spirit are done instantly when you put your faith or amuna in christ okay so you receive righteousness and then you receive holiness god's righteousness and god's holiness now from being right you can enter that holiness if we are not right first we cannot go into god's holiness you understand yeah okay so if you are in sin you're not made right how to go in immediately strike strike dead so we have to be made right then we go in to the holiness and presence of god so what we see sadiq and kodesh share the same doorway dalet so how to get into righteousness and holiness you go through dalet the door which is jesus i am the door no one can enter in except by me that is in john right so the door the dalet we are the from the physical realm we are now going into the spiritual realm through the door of dalet jesus but sadiq has a yud which makes the word yud meaning hand it is as if the hand helps you to enter through the door okay look at the sadiq right where can you see ah here at the top there you can see again the letter sadi or sadiq all right there is the noon that is bent resemble first jesus humble himself and bow down towards god and we also humble ourselves the noon it, the noon is the spiritual seat right and then there is a youth can you see the youth there at the top of uh, on top of the uh, noon it's like god's hand help us to draw near to him okay so to go to the to enter through the door so next week i will go a little bit more again about the three three levels so righteousness means to know what is right and do what is right you can only know what is right if you receive truth so the word of god is the truth right holy spirit came also to reveal to us truth the truth from knowing the truth only you can know something is a lie if you don't know the truth you will think everything is true as long as there's this logic but the bible is different god's way is different he will reveal to you the truth righteousness means to know what is right you can also receive truth if you believe it is truth and thus need faith this implies that you need faith truth and righteousness to attain holiness and holiness is required to enter into the presence of the holy one without being consumed by his holiness of course today this is uh the the uh understanding from jewish okay but today we can all enter you won't be struck dead but the thing is how to get into a deeper walk with the lord that is the difference okay every believer now can come into the presence of god and won't be struck dead even you don't have a walk with the lord even you don't know god you just know that i'm a christian and that's about it you won't be struck dead unlike the if the anointing comes and then if someone uh uh devils been casting out you also won't jump into you <laughs> okay you are already washed by the blood but not yet fully entered into a 
fellowship or a full closeness with him. Because people ask you, who is God? You're also not sure yet. Correct? So can you say, you know someone and or you know about someone? Right? You know your husband more than someone else know your husband because you fellowship with him. You talk with him. You know his waking up, his sleeping, all the habits. That is called you know the person closer. You are closer. But the other person also know about you but it's not close. So it's the same. We all know about God but someone is closer to God and someone is not that close. So this is where Kadosh, all right, helps us open another gateway to bring us closer to God, to understand from the word the holiness and to enter into that holiness. It doesn't mean that you will be struck dead, okay? So I'm not preaching law. <laughs> you understand? Okay, everyone by grace can come in, but not many actually go in to that close fellowship and relationship with him. That they already, door is already open, but not many Christians enter. You understand what I'm saying? All right, so they are still at the outer court. They're still outside. The steps indicate that faith is the force that uses the truth to attain the next level of righteousness, which elevates your holiness to the point where you can enter through the door into the presence of the Father. We are all invited into the throne room of grace, mercy, and grace. But the thing is, not many people want to go there because of not, not building our spirit man. So what do you mean by entering the the throne room and to 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 for mercy and grace because many are still in self-righteousness so i don't need god's mercy because i can do by myself the self-made man or the self-made woman don't need god only in really big big problem then they come to god you see that other than that christianity is just like a religion like that we go have a, a nice time in the church. <laughs> That's all. Because I've got no, not much problem. If I've got problem, I know how to solve. I've got money to solve it. So, we don't need God. We don't realize that it is God's mercy and grace. See, so we are still outside. When God said, come into my throne room for mercy and grace. Where we need His grace. And we only need His grace or we think we need His grace when we realize we got weaknesses. If we don't have weaknesses, we don't need God, right? Anyone who has yourself sufficient, why you need God? Doesn't make sense, right? So, a lot of people, when they have a need, they go to God. And then after that, they stay outside. But God says, inviting everyone to walk closely with Him. So that you can come up from His presence and you can go into the world. And we bring the holiness of God into the world, which is full of sin, full of unbelief. Will you be the one to bring this holiness, God's holiness, not our own holiness or our own righteousness, to the world outside? That's why the believer is to influence the world, the fragrance of Christ, not the world influence the believer or the church. The church is peripheral to the world, it's the center, not the, the, the world is the center. We don't go to the world for knowledge, for wisdom. The world will come to you 
because you display a walk with God, a closeness with God, a holiness of God that the world recognizes is different. So if you are set apart, it means you are different. So one rabbi said, Ku uh, is also otherness. Otherness means you are different from others. If the world cannot see you different, it means you are the same. <laughs> All right? Different not in the, our own abilities, but different. That in your weakness, they saw a spiritual strength, somebody's strength coming up, not yours. Say, so this is the former person like that. It's different. Yeah? This is the set apart, the holiness. You're not trying, oh, no, 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 I don't smoke. So uh, you, you think you are different. The sinners smoke. No, it's not about all these things. It's about your insight. Okay? Like Smith Wilkins was like, these men and women of God, the world can see their humility. They can see their boasting. It's not about themselves anymore. It's all about a God. Even they don't say anything, they can feel the holiness of God. It's on these people. The love of Jesus, the Ahavas, why they care for someone who has nothing to do with them. No blood relation, no nothing. Cannot give them anything in return. That is the difference. That is kuf, otherness, holiness that separate you from another person. And that is where, whether we choose, whether we want to be different or when people say, why? And they mock at you. Why you join us lah? Join us in the pub or you know, whatever it is. Come, let's go. And you say, I I don't want. Will you dare to, to do it? And then they mock at you. Why you are the extreme Christian? Ah? <laughs> uh, what is the word last time they used to say? What? And then you feel, yeah, you better join them lah. Otherwise you feel different. Sometimes that will be that place when we choose to be different. Different not by our own, but by God setting us apart. Okay, so there is the, you can see, this is quite interesting, this, this uh, rabbi or this teacher, right? The righteousness bringing us step by step into the holiness of God through the Torah. So there is uh, two levels here. God wants to bring us from salvation. Actually, the first level is the level of creation, which is the two dual world. You can see the spiritual world and the physical world of creation. Then the second is the uh, <clears throat> this, this world, the physical world. And then that's the spiritual one. So many have just received the Lord. They enter into Dale, but they never entered into the full spiritual world, the full spiritual realm. Right, with some of you now, you are all coming more and more to think from the spiritual, to see the spiritual, without even realizing you are speaking like God is speaking like that from the word. Okay, because you keep on feeding yourself with the word, with the zayin. So you you are speaking God's word, you don't even realize it becomes automatic. That's how you think now. That's how you speak. And you're not afraid of what people say to you. They say, you are weird. You are, we are peculiar. That's what uh, the Bible says. You are a peculiar nation, a royal priesthood. They say, 
the world cannot understand, right? So this is your set apart, the cool. And now is the this will help you to see a clearer picture. The kuf is like a doorway straight into the king, the holy of holies. Preceding kuf is the letter zadi. All right, connecting zadi to kuf makes the word zadik, righteous. And then kuf starts the letter kudesh, which is a kadosh, which is holy, righteous, zadik, holiness. They are connected. They cannot exist without the other. Sharing the kuf, combine these words from the previous study, zadi, then Abraham, also interesting. 100, produce Isaac, laughter. So 90 was uh, Sarah, the age of 90, which is Sadiq. So Abraham, wife is Sarah, right? So Abraham is 100. So it's like Abraham and Sarah together is the righteousness and holiness. And holiness and righteousness together produce Isaac. Okay, which is? I won't go deep, but it's more. I'll just briefly go through. All right, because of time. Also contains both letters. The difference, which is laughter, the difference between Isaac and Sadiq is a, a head, meaning to sharpen. So you need to be sharpened to attain a level of righteousness that produces laughter or the joy of salvation. So that is why there is a, at the same time, you experience grace, blessing, but for you to really grow into that fellowship with God, there is a sharpening. So God will begin to deal with our lives. He will remove all the self <laughs> inside until you become no more of self, all Christ. Then he can use that person properly and fully all right, for his purpose and destiny. He will be sharpening you. So that's why you will feel a bit of pain. Oh, oh, a little bit hurt here, a little bit pain there. Why did uh, say like this to me? Why correct me? Also called of all, you know. Uh, all the pain is the sharpening, right? Cutting off all the rough edges in our lives so that we can truly reflect the righteousness and holiness so that what remains is divine, is pure gold, all right? The character of Jesus. And then that's the real laughter. <laughs> okay, the joy. That's Isaac. Okay. Uh, the new the you, the doorway to the presence produces laughter, the joy of salvation. Not the joy, just we are happy, right? With things of this world. This is the joy that we are happy, we belong to Jesus, and that we can serve him. The doorway to the presence of the king, to the eternal life. The tabernacle has three doors to enter. First is through the righteousness of Messiah, Jesus, the Sadiq. Second and third is seen in the two Dales, the door of Zadik and Kadosh. This corresponds to the three doors that lead to the final presence of the king. We are entering into the Holy of Holies. Okay, Ish, which is to another exit or entrance similar to door. Zechariah 14 described the outer court as the area outside the city and those who are who work up their righteousness Holiness have access to the city and to the holy presence of Yahweh, the highest record. So you can see in the tab tabernacle, we want to enter into the presence of the king. Because when you enter to the presence of the king, you don't see yourself anymore. You've already gone through the first part. Okay, the, 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 the relationship, then the, there's the second, the relationship with others, loving your neighbor, so we are still around in this physical world. 
learning about uh, things about ourselves than the physical. So we enter the third level, which is the Holy of Holies. It's really all about the King. And it's not the mental ascent. Because to understand King, tomorrow there'll be a little bit of that, you can see from your life how we honour and respect. If we really see God as King, how do we come to God? With gifts. You go to the physical king, there you go without a gift. <laughs> you go and visit your auntie, uncle, also you that you bring a gift, right? That's what Asians teach our children to do. I will teach my son, you don't go and visit old people without bringing them a gift. Huh? Don't go empty-handed. Always bring something to honor someone who is higher than you, worthy of more respect. Isn't it? So, if we haven't get that revelation, we are just still in the mental ascent. That's why there is the, the part where the transformation taking place, the swap, cutting up, helping us to learn and understand the reality in the spiritual realm. That when we come to church, it's not just a religious thing. All right? Or when we worship, or when we, you know, towards Christ. <clears throat> he is the king of kings. That's why G the, the Jews missed that part, right? And they mocked him. But in the end, God turned it around that even though he was on the cross, they had, they accidentally, accidentally on human side, but on God's side, he was supposed to put that, you know, the, the, the board. Uh, what they, they are, the soldiers asked, what were we supposed to put on top, you know? And then, uh, is it Pontius Pilate or is it just put king of kings. Uh, he's, he said he is the king. But at the end, it end up just he is king of kings. King. King. Okay? So, he is the king. The people in the Jewish time didn't see. They crucified him. But the day will come, which is coming soon. The second coming, he will not come as a baby. All eyes will see the king of kings. The physical eyes will see also. That is the king. Have you ever gone into a palace to see the king? Yeah. If you ever got it, uh, uh, really have an audience with the king, you have to bow down. <laughs> you have to show respect. You know, your clothing also have to be different. Everything is different. And if you see Jesus in the spiritual as the king, that's why Kadosh helping us to understand. Kadosh will bring us to the presence of the king the holiness and give us a revelation. We want to come for physical meeting if you are here. Why? It's the presence of the king. And we come to honor the king. Whatever it is, whether tithing, offering, all that, he doesn't need it. But it is for us to, to realize that we want to honor this king. The people cannot see, but you can see because of Kadosh. You'll be made holy and the, the life that you're going through Okay, so it is such a beautiful letter. When I first studied it on Monday, I said, I don't know, I don't know what to, how to preach this kuf. You know, I'm not going to say kuf, stand for holiness and then full stop. It's so boring. Slowly the Holy Spirit led me to all these revelations and now I'm very excited with this kuf and the towards the end of these three letters that will bring us, if we understand it, we will not teach our left bed as an A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay, 
will teach it with revelation and drawing. Every letter is to draw us. Can you see this? Every letter alphabet of the Hebrew alphabet is God's way of drawing man back to him, closer and closer. The door already there, but man still not entering through. So every letter is to help us to get the revelation that we are to walk through the doorway into the very relationship and presence of the king into the Holy of Holies, which already the curtain has been removed through Jesus Christ. Go in. Don't be like the children of Israel. Pastor, you go in. <laughs> and then you tell us. <laughs> no, everyone go in. Okay? Everyone go in. Strive to go in. If there's anything you, you dream of or your goal in life, that's what Paul said, right? That I may know you. What's he talking about? Philippians 3.10. That I may know. Don't, don't he know God more than all of us? He have already been taken into the third heavens. And yet, he wrote there, that I may know you. As if he don't know God like that. So, this scoop is telling us that we really don't know him. But he wants us to go in. That's why Jesus came and died on the cross. Then only can we go into this place of the king, the presence of the king, right? The holy of holies, where we can enter in and fellowship. And all we see in this place is God. Because you will know whether you entered in or not. <laughs> all can enter. But whether you enter, because all the time we come and pray to God, we are praying about ourselves. <laughs> God, help me. You know. So we haven't seen the king. But when we really enter into that fellowship, the presence of the king, the holy of holies, all we can say is, God, you are so holy. Right? When we choose scriptures, we still haven't seen those scriptures that describe God. If you see, oh, God is holy, we say, ah, yeah, that one, nothing much. You want to look for a scripture that talk about, nothing wrong with all those scriptures, you know? that let us come into the presence of God. No, go and see those scriptures and let the Holy Spirit reveal to you that holiness of God is so beautiful, who God is. So when we preach, we preach God, we preach Jesus, who he is. Kadosh, okay? This is the word holy and it describes Jesus, holy God. Only God is holy. Remember that? Eh? For your people set apart. This is in Deuteronomy 7. As holy. You have been set apart as holy. For who? You're not holy for just for your husband, your wife, or, or whoever. You're holy for Yahweh, Elohim. Yahweh, your Elohim, has chosen you. Elsa. Chosen you. Abigail. Elijah. Hannah. Chenglan. Who else here? Elisha, Evelyn Go, Madeline, Ruth, Xiaoling, Rebecca. He's chosen you to do what? And of all, out of all the people of the earth, aren't you privileged out of 7.5 or 8 billion people in the world? Our Elohim, Jehovah God, has chosen you out of all the people on the face of the earth to be his unique treasure. What does he want from you? He doesn't want your money or what. It's just he wants your fellowship. Ruach Kadosh, Holy Spirit. The helper, the Ruach, 
HaKodesh, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you everything that I said to you. Why is the Holy Spirit called holy? <laughs> Can you see now? No other spirit in this world is set apart, is holy except God. And the holiness, Holy Spirit, that's why I say, grieve not the Holy Spirit with our words and all that. After we realize who is living inside us, our lives dedicated, consecrated, set apart for Him to reveal His holiness to the world, that they will also come to Jesus. If we are no different from any other person, the world cannot see Christ. Yeah, The Holy Spirit came to reveal our state of righteousness and holiness that He gave us. And you are the most precious treasure to our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Kadosh or Ku. Such a so so hard to bring it up. Only the Holy Spirit can describe how holy God is. And he has entrusted us. See, God believes in you. God believes that he has done a finished work in Elsa's life. And he has made Elsa completely righteous and holy. And if Elsa built herself in God's word with a Zion, she will be able to display that holiness wherever she goes, that the world will see she set apart for God. And they will see God in her. May God, may all of us, as we draw nearer to Him, you see, when you, you don't fellowship with someone, there is no essence of that person when you go out, right? The more you fellowship, right, you can see husband and wife. Oh, you see, Abigail, you can feel a bit of uh, Elijah there <laughs> in the way she talked. Yes, because you, and eventually you also look alike. Okay, so this is how fellowship with one another happens okay so if you don't fellowship with god we only have a mental picture of god to bring to others but when you fellowship with him we go into the holy of holies into the presence of the king through his word when you come out you bring his presence up with him amen and people will begin to see hey you talk like you talk like like jesus talk already <laughs> you love like jesus love you look like Jesus also. <laughs> Although, right, not the picture one in the Catholic way, but you know, his eyes are bright, shining like the sun. Yeah, this is what will reflect to you. Amen. So maybe as we go through three more letters, get to the what God intended for the Jews to realize. For us, it's all in Christ. But it is so beautiful, the step by step for the Jews to follow in this alphabet so that they can draw near to God. And it's for us now, all made possible. Only go enter through, go in and say, Lord, I want, I want to go through. I want your Zion. I want your word. I want to draw near to you. And he is more than willing, the youth, the hand of God, is more than willing to pull us in and experience the fellowship with him. Jesus said, come and suck with me. All right, eat with him, talk with him fellowship with him and you are set apart for Jesus. Amen.
<laughs> today a bit longer, but it's beautiful, right? The fellowship with God that no one can enter in except his chosen ones and his precious ones. Okay? All right. Praise the Lord. See you all tomorrow, okay? As we have another revelation of the King and the presence of the King. Bye-bye. <laughs> the Lord bless all of you today. All right, have a wonderful fellowship with the Lord. You are set apart, okay? You are set apart for Jesus. You are holy. <laughs> and let that holiness come forth from you. And let the Holy Spirit lead you because only the Holy Spirit can lead you into holiness. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye-bye. Amen. <laughs> See you all tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.